Hello friends, how are you doing today? Let me ask you a question. Have you ever had a problem hearing the voice of God? Uh, obviously that's probably uh, not a good way to put it because we've all had those questions come up in our mind. But you know, you ever have a problem where you're trying to make some decisions and you don't know which direction to take and you're really seeking to hear the voice of God. You want, to, you want God's direction in what you're doing. Obviously you do, but how do you do that? How, how do I distinguish what the voice of God is in my life? That's kind of what I want to talk to you about today. I want to talk to you about hearing the voice of God and what that means for your life. Because you've got to make decisions about what's right, what's wrong. You've got to make decisions as to whether you want to turn right or left or whether you need to buy or sell, whether you need to <clears throat> come or go. And it, and and uh, you, 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 you want more than just the fact of like, this is just a crapshoot where I'm just going to make a decision and hope it turns out. You want, you want the will of God in it because it's obvious that God knows what's in our future. He knows what's in front of us. And that's why it's important. I was just reading, <clears throat> I think it was yesterday or the day before, I was reading concerning King David. This was before he actually became king, but uh, him and his band of men, they were uh, staying with their families at a place called Ziglag. And... Uh, while they were gone doing their thing, conquering or whatever they were doing, while they were gone, the Amalekites came through and absolutely burned Ziglag to the ground, took their families and took their children, all of their possessions, and went on their way. And David, the Bible said, uh, first thing he did is he called the priest and, and said, I, I, I want to inquire of the Lord, should I go? Should I go after them? Now, you know, our instincts would just say, you're darn right I'm going after them. Are you kidding me? I'm heading out of here. I'm, I'm, I'm wherever they are, I'm going, <clears throat> and I'm going to do whatever is necessary to, uh, to get my family back. But David did something. He inquired of the Lord, shall I go? And of course, the, the word of the Lord to David was, yes, you pursue and you will recover all. So that was the word of the Lord. And it really is a sign to us that even in horribly important situations where we don't really know what to do, it's important that we know what's God saying about this. I mean, do you ever ask yourself that question? We're so used to just making whatever decisions. And I, hey, listen, I'm in full agreement that there's times in your life when what you've got to do is you've got to make the decision based on your best judgment. That's just called stewardship. You know, God has given you a certain realm of authority and he's given you the ability to make the decisions and you have to make those decisions. And the Bible says you're gonna stand in judgment for all of the decisions that you've made. But there are some things that are beyond just our making a good business deal. In other words, there's some things, yes, I'm going to take the resources that God's given me I'm making an assessment about this situation as to whether it needs to be invested in because I think that's a good thing. But there's a different time whenever there's a lot on the line and it, it could even be destructive. It could be certainly uncertain. And those are the times that you need to be inquiring of the Lord. Uh, do I go? Do I pursue? 
this has happened wrong. What, what do I do? Um, and and, and I, I know that you all of you know that, but, but that, that begs the next question. How do I know that? How, how do I know the difference between what I'm thinking and what the voice of God is? Have you ever asked yourself that before? Because sometimes, I, you know, it's such a closely knit thing, uh, I, don't, I don't know how to separate it. See, every part of you has a voice, uh, your spirit, your soul, your body. Your body has a voice, it's called feelings. Your, your soul, your mind, will, and emotions, it has a voice called reason. And your spirit has a voice called conscience. Now see, we've humanized this so much that we almost think that our conscience is just part of our emotions or our thoughts. But it's much deeper than that. Your conscience is the voice of your spirit. And that's how God speaks to you most of the time. Now, there's a lot of ways that God can speak to you and give you directions. The book of Job said that God will speak to you through dreams. It said he'll through, through what he called visions of the night, through the dreams. <clears throat> he will speak to you and what he called seal your instruction. So sometimes in dreams, God will give instructions as to what to do. And I can show you scripture after scripture where that took place. You know, the life of Mary and Joseph with Jesus. Uh, it was all by dreams that God warned them and gave them instructions. Uh, God gave Joseph a dream in the middle of the night and said, uh, Pharaoh's going to come and you need to take the child and his mother and go to Egypt. And boy, I'll tell you what, he just responded to that dream as though it were a word from the Lord. And he headed out and sure enough, uh, Herod came through with, with his men and killed all of the children that were two years old and under. Then later he appeared to him in a dream in Egypt and said, you can return now because those that have desired to kill the child is dead. <clears throat> so that was done through dreams. You find even Solomon, when God came to him and said, ask what you will, that's when he gave him wisdom. When he said, I'm just a child, he said, the thing that I need, if I'm going to be a ruler in this place, I need to be, I, I need wisdom. I need an understanding heart. And God came to him in a dream. And you'll find over and over where God has used dreams. So sometimes God uses dreams to speak to people. Um, there is such a thing as an audible voice. Now, I know uh, the the uh, secular world will roll their eyes and say, you hear voices? Um, but they're going to do that anyway because they don't believe in God and everything that they're doing is to do away with God. So you can't measure anything that you do by their context of spiritual things because they are spiritually dead. So don't, don't let them come into the equations. Yes, there have been times when an audible voice was given. Now, can you explain that? It's just a way that God at times will speak. There have been people that have had an audible voice. I do believe that is probably the exception and not the rule. I think the number one way that God leads people is through that inner witness. That's where your conscience comes into play. That's that's the, your conscience. That's the drop-off point for the word of the Lord, how God leads you. But sometimes God will also 
give instruction through a prophetic word or through an encouragement or through, I mean, there's a lot of different ways that the voice of the Lord will come to you. And you have to learn how to listen to that. And especially in this day and time when things are crazy, they are. Things are so out of line. People are so dominated and driven by fear and uncertainty. And you need the voice of the Lord. You, you need the voice of the Lord. You need to be able to hear. And I think one of the big things is to get quiet and listen to your conscience. Now, that's manifest in certain, certain ways. Mostly it's manifest in peace. Uh, the Bible says, let the peace of God, the King James says, let the peace of God rule your heart. The Amplified says, let the peace of God be your umpire. So what happens is, is in my conscience, whenever I have something that, that the Holy Spirit is checking me on, he will do that through my peace. I, I don't feel peace about this. I'm, I'm troubled in my spirit. I feel bound up in my spirit. See, that, that, is a, that is one of the ways and probably the most familiar ways that people have that God speaks to them. You know, we're waiting on handwriting to be on the wall. Well, actually, handwriting came on the wall one time uh, in the book of Daniel when, when uh, God was speaking a very strong word to Bel uh, Belshazzar. Uh, he talked to him about his kingdom was coming down, and he used Daniel to interpret what that meant. And, and other interpretations have come through kings. You know, uh, uh, whenever Joseph was interpreting the dreams for Pharaoh, um, even the butler and the baker, he was interpreting their dreams in the prison. I mean, but, but God many times will speak that way, but probably the most, the most um, predominant way is that God will speak to you uh, in the area of your spirit man, which will be expressed through your conscience and the peace about that. There will be times, I, I remember I was uh, going to do something one time, and it wasn't that it was that big of a deal. It was going to be a little bit of loss for me if I did it wrong, but I, I started to do it, and boy, I've just felt I, a check. I just felt my 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 conscience, my, my peace was just in a, a turmoil. But I kept thinking, well, maybe that's just because I'm feeling nervous about the situation. I did it anyway. I pushed past. Uh, I pushed down those feelings where my peace was violated. I, I pushed, I tamped those things down. And sure enough, boom, I got two days later, I got clipped um, I lost a little bit of money. I lost an opportunity. And all the time in my spirit, I was, I, I was being checked. Don't do it. Don't, don't do it. Wait, 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 wait. And I'm thinking, okay, is that my mind? Is that my conscience? What, what is that? And I just pushed past it. Have you ever done that before? Have you ever just pushed past the, the, uh, turmoil, the struggle that you feel inside, uh, even when you didn't feel peace and you just did it anyway, uh, and then later you really regret it. See, you got to let the peace of God be your umpire. What does an umpire do? An umpire 
allows or disallows something that's being done. This is out, this is in. This is not acceptable, this is. That's what an umpire does. He's making calls on things that's about to happen. And what you're doing is, is as especially in this day and time, as someone who is spirit-filled, as someone who is born again, you're a new creation in Christ, you are led by the Holy Spirit. Well, how are you led? You know, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, the Bible says they are the sons of God. But how does that manifest? How's that walked out? What does that look like? Well, that's that I'm led by something by whether or not I feel peace about it. Again, my conscience is the voice of my spirit. And that's where God drops off information. God doesn't normally just drop off information in my head, in my intellect. And, and I know that may not even make sense until you experience, but it's deeper than that. It's, it's, it's deeper somehow. It's, it's on the inside. And, and, and I try never to violate my peace. Am I going to say I'll never make a mistake? I'm not saying that. Um, but that's, that is the markers that I have that I'm going to try not to violate my, my peace. I, I, I don't want that to happen. You know, some of you have been in situations that look right, and that's where it's so deceptive, but it looks right. It, it looks like this is the way it should be, but somehow inside it feels wrong. That it makes no sense to me. I know, maybe I can't explain it. And other people will say, well, you, you, you really need to get some counseling. <laughs> but, but, but let me just tell you something. People that are not born again, do not listen to them when it comes to instruction about your life in areas especially that you're having to go against grain of what you feel in your heart. Now don't, don't, I don't care any instructions. I don't care who gives it to you. I don't care who the person is. I don't care how much you admire them, how much you respect them. I don't care how much confidence that you have in them. If they say something, you take that, put it on the table, but don't violate your peace. That the, the conscience that you have, that's the voice of your spirit. And, and that's how God wants to lead you. He wants to lead you. Now you can get to where you can tamp that down to where you get your conscience seared and you'll even believe a lie. Uh, the Bible, and the Bible talks about that. You know, you know what that is? Having something seared, when you take something to the cleaners, they put a crease, say, in your pants, and they, it can be seared with a hot iron to the point that the old impression will be removed and a new impression will be put in there. And that's many times how people will believe lies and hypocrisies or they will believe things that aren't true and their conscience will become dull of hearing to where they have difficulty, uh, they'll, 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 they'll be compromised through their conscience. But, but I wanna say this to you, if you really want to be led by the Spirit in what you do, that's gonna be the most predominant way. Now, it may come, again, through a dream because obviously you can look back through history and you can find where God used dreams. 
but even if somebody says, I've got a prophetic word for you, that's not good enough for me. I, 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 I will take a prophetic word never as direction, but as confirmation, because the Holy Spirit is on the inside of me and he will speak to my heart and a word will come to confirm something that I feel in my spirit. But when a word comes that goes contrary to what you feel in your spirit, then you just need to shelve it, you know, because it may be a now word. That could be a future word. I'm not saying that's necessarily wrong, but it may be the wrong timing right now. But the, the main thing is, is I don't even care if somebody says, thus saith the Lord. That's fine. I've received that. However, I'm not going to put anything into action that goes contrary to my peace. You understand what I'm saying? That's, that is the safe place that you have. Now, I want to give you two instructions, and this is really a lot of fun if you, if you look at it. Uh, there was two instances. One was the Apostle Paul, where he was uh, having to make some decisions, and he violated his peace. And another one was Jesus. And, and this was in the uh, context when he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead. And Jesus would not violate his peace. And one turned tragic and the other one turned into a miracle. Well, uh, you can, you can, uh, you, you can uh, pull this. Let me just pull this here up here and look at it. I'm only going to give you just a rough overlay of the context of this, uh, so you'll have to read it for yourself. But this is from Acts chapter 20. Uh, Paul is in a hurry, is, is kind of in a panic, uh, and uh, he's trying to hurry because here's the context of it. He had invested a lot of time in teaching into a lot of people that were in Jerusalem, and they were getting caught up into into circumcision they were they were the judaizers had come in and was was really just contaminating the new believers and paul's attitude was i'm going to go straighten this bunch out i'm going to jerusalem i'm, I'm just telling you something if it if it kills me i'm going to jerusalem and i'm going to straighten this bunch out and it said he hasted now look at this in the 20th chapter of the book of acts it said he hasted. Now, that is always a problem to me. When you get to the place that you get in a hurry, when you, when you get in a hurry, when you feel a hurry, 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 that's usually a sign that something is wrong. You know, when, when you get to the place that you're trying to make something happen, uh, that's the that's time you need to back off of it. And that's what Paul was doing. He says, I'm going to go to Jerusalem and I'm going to straighten them out. So anyway, he talked about this in the 20th chapter of the book of, of Acts. And let me just kind of roughly go over a, a couple of things. Uh, verse 17, he said, from Miletus, from Miletus he, he sent to Ephesus, he called for the elders of the church. And when they were come to him, he said to them, you know that from the first day, uh, that I came to you in Asia, what manner of man that I've been. He said, I've served the Lord with all humility of mind and, and many tears and temptation. He was really just ministering to those leaders that he called around to himself. He said, I've served the Lord with humility of mind. And, and uh, he said, uh, with, with many tears and temptations, which fell by me in the lying of weight of the Jews. 
And he said, I didn't keep back anything that was profitable for you. But he said, I've showed you everything and I've taught you publicly from house to house, testifying both to the Jews and the Greeks, repentance to God, faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, now, now he's going to say something. He says, now I'm going to go to Jerusalem. Now listen to what he says. He said, now behold, I go bound in the spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there, say that the Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me, but none of these things move me. Okay, let's break that down for a second. Paul said, as a matter of fact, there was a couple of people that had prophetic graces on them. They came to him and they they, they took these uh uh, the, the, some of Paul's garments and bound their arms and they said, uh, whoever these belong to, which they belong to Paul, is going to be bound when they go to Jerusalem. A prophetic word that even came to him and said, don't go. But I want you to listen to this. He said, behold, I go bound in the spirit. I go bound in the spirit. I go bound in the spirit. You know what that's like? You know what that's like to go bound in the spirit? That's, that's like what I was saying a while ago. It's like everything in me is a tug of war that's going on. I go not knowing the things that shall befall me there, save that the Holy Ghost tells me in every city that I go to that I'm going to be arrested there. Prophetic words, people saying, uh, are you Paul? I really feel like the Lord is saying you shouldn't go. But he said, none of these things move me. Can I just tell you this? You can do the wrong thing for the right reason. Sometimes it can look good to you, but it is the wrong thing to do. Now, the key thing here is Paul was saying, I go bound in the spirit. In my spirit, my conscience, that that, that area that I'm talking to you right now, that that is, I mean, it's it's like I'm just strapped down and it's frustrating to me. You, you know what that's like? I mean, you almost get claustrophobic with it because you know something is wrong, but it looks right and I'm gonna go and I'm gonna straighten this bunch out. Well, it was the, it was the wrong thing to do. He violated what his spirit was saying. Now, I'm not just saying he was violating what, the prophecies came to him, which he did, but he violated his spirit. He said, I'm going. And he said, I don't know what's going to wait me there, but sounds to me like according to all the words that's come that I'm going to be arrested and I'm going to be bound there. But none of these things moved me. So what he was doing, he was doing the wrong thing for the right reason. And in this area, there's times in your life when you will, this will feel right to you in the sense that your intellect says, but this has got to be done. You know, I'm, I've got to go straighten this bunch out. They're falling off the, the cliff. I don't know what in the world's going to happen if I don't get over and fix this thing. See, you get to the place, you get to the place that somehow you think it's all up to you. And you got to go back to what David said when, I mean, at the most tragic time in those people's lives, it said they wept until there was no more strength in them to weep. That's how David and his men were. But David called for the ephod and he said, Lord, shall I go? <laughs> he was asking God. See, and that's what you got to do. You, you got to ask God 
because it's not up to you. It looks like the right thing to do. And, and see, in this case, he said, go. But in another case, God spoke to him and said, don't go. See, so, so that you got to understand that there's times in your life when, when it, it looks so right, but it's wrong. And you'll feel bound in your spirit. I'm telling you something. I do not feel peace about this. I don't know why, because I know I need to be there, but I don't feel peace about it. Don't violate your peace. Now, let me give you the contrast to that, okay? I want to give you the contrast of what Paul did. And that was Jesus. And this was from John chapter 11. Now, the Bible said, now Jesus had already been up at this place where, where Lazarus was killed. And that's when he said, I and my father are one and said they took up stones to kill him. So he left that place in which then a, a little bit later, Lazarus fell sick and died. And they called Jesus and said, the one you love is sick. But Jesus waited two days before he went, two, three, four days before he went. And it said that, that then after that, because after that, Jesus said, okay, let's go up there. And the disciples said, but Lord, don't you remember? They, they were going to stone you there. And Jesus made a statement about being led by the Holy Spirit. And of course, Thomas said, well, let's just go die with him, you know, because they really, that, that was a dangerous situation. So Jesus was going into a very difficult situation that was dangerous, but it was important that the timing was right. And this is what he said. He said, let me just read this to you. A couple of verses from John chapter 11. It said, and, and uh, let me see, uh, chapter 11, uh, verse 7, and it says, After that, he said to his disciples, let's go to Judea again. And his disciples said to him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone you. Are you, are you going to go there again? And Jesus said this. He said, Are there not 12 hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of the world. But if a man stumbleth, if a man walk in night, he stumbleth because there is no light in him. Now think about that just for a second. What in the world was he talking about? What Jesus was saying was, the Holy Spirit told me to wait before, so I waited. I'm not walking in the night, I'm walking in the light of the leading of God. And if I walk in the night, I'm going to stumble. If I just go by my own intellect, I'm going to stumble. But I'm not walking at night. I'm walking in the light of God's provision and the leading of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit said, now go. And so he said, I'm walking in the day. And he walked into town and pulled off the biggest miracle of his ministry, raised Lazarus from the dead. Because by that time, when Lazarus died, they expected Jesus was going to show up and, and, and heal him. But when he didn't show up, the Jews dispersed. And Jesus walked in and pulled off this great miracle. I'm just telling you something. It was great. What was the difference? 
Paul made the decision, I'm going to go straighten them out right now because, bless God, they need to be. And you know, when Paul got to Jerusalem, he didn't get to say one word. He stood up and immediately they started yelling and screaming and grabbing hold of him and tearing him apart to the fact that the Roman soldiers had to literally rescue him to pull him out of there. He never got to say anything that he was planning to say. See, he thought he was going to go in straighten them out. He didn't get to say a blooming word. He was going by, he was walking in the night. He didn't know what was there. He said that. He said, we don't, I don't know what's awaiting me there. And sure enough, he stumbled all the way through that. Paul blew it in that situation. Now, of course, I'm thankful that we have an opportunity to see people that we love so much as, 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 as Paul uh, to, to the point that uh, we can see uh, his failures as well as his successes. But in Jesus' case, it said that, that he said, I'm walking by the, the Spirit, therefore I'm not going to stumble. And the Holy Spirit said, wait, 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 and then finally go. Man, it was powerful. That was powerful. And he walked into town, raised Lazarus from the dead. It was a phenomenal thing. He said, I'm walking by the Spirit. If a man, he said, are there not 12 hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, walk by the Spirit, he's not going to stumble because God is going to lighten him up and uh, he's going to do it. But he said, if a man walks in the night, he stumbleth because there's no light in him. Well, the light is the Holy Spirit that quickens us and drops off that message of peace or no peace. So see, you can see the contrast there of what happens when you make up your mind you're going to do something. Again, let me just say it this way, doing the wrong thing for the right reason. And it would have been really easy for Jesus to go, oh my God, I got to hurry, got to hurry, got to hurry. Lazarus is sick and this is really bad. We got to hurry. Okay, guys, come on, let's get this thing together. Jesus didn't do it. It said when he got the news, he just waited. He just waited. Why? Because the Holy Spirit said, wait. Holy Spirit said, wait. The Holy Spirit said, wait. What's the Holy Spirit speaking to you about your situations? Think about that. What's the Holy Spirit speaking to you in regard to the decisions that you have to make? You're going to have to listen to your heart, your conscience. Your conscience, again, the, the voice of your body is, is, is feelings. The voice of your soul, your mind, will, your emotions is reason. The voice of your spirit, man, that's your conscience. See, and that's, that's where God drops it off. That's where God drops it off. As I listen, I, I'm listening. What, is, what, what does my peace say? So he said, let the peace of God be my umpire. Let the peace of God rule my heart. Whatever I'm doing, I'm, I'm listening to peace. Even in conversations sometimes that I'll have. Sometimes I want to say something so bad and I just feel a check in my spirit. I just feel a, well, don't say it. Don't say it, just be still. Surely I'm not the only one. I, I am not the only one that has gone through that. I know that you've, you've gone through that same thing. Times when you wanted to say something and you know what really... Is, is just awful is when a conversation is going on and something comes up about somebody 
and you you feel don't do it, don't do it, but you say something anyway. You know, you just it's like you just ah, and then later you're thinking, oh man, I wish I hadn't said that. I just wish I hadn't said that. Well, you know, you had that choice, but you overrode the peace. The peace. So I feel like over the next few months that many of you are going to be having some decisions to make that are going to be life-altering. I feel like the Lord is going to cause you to move into some great opportunities in your life. You're going to have to hear the voice of the Spirit. Well, how do I know the voice of the Spirit? Because it's going to be heard through peace in your conscience. Now, I'm not saying that dreams won't come. I'm not saying that uh, uh, a prophetic word might not come. Or there's been times, listen, where I just picked up my Bible and I'm reading and it's like that word jumps off the pages and it really becomes, it's not just a Logos word, it becomes a rhema word that just speaks to me. And I said, man, this is a word from God. I, I know. Somebody say, how do you know? I don't know. I don't know how I know, but I know that I know that this word is for me. And, and sometimes God will, God will do that. But I, I think the, the, the rule, again, all of these others, God speaks in all of these different ways, but I, I think the, the, the number one way is that he speaks to you is through your spirit, your spirit. See, God is, God is spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And as spirit to our spirit, see, you are spirit you have a soul consisting of your mind, will, and emotions, and you live in a body. This body is just simply the vehicle. The, the communication that the, that the Holy Spirit has with you is directly with you as, as, as a spirit. I, I am spirit. When the time comes that I lay this body down, it's be just like I take my jacket off and lay it in the corner. That's not me, that's my jacket. You would say that's not that's not Edmund. That's that's his that's his just his body. See, the real me is spirit. I am spirit. Now that's the reason for the resurrection is going to be that you're going to go through eternity, spirit, soul, and body. Now the reason for that, well, don't want to get too deep into this, but let me just say this: the reason the reason for the resurrection is because my body gives me dominion in this realm. I have dominion in this earth. You, you yank me out of this body and I have no more dominion in this earth. This body gives me access. It gives me dominion. The resurrected body that God's gonna give you gives you dominion in every realm that God has ever created. Every planet, every creation for the last billion years, you're going to do that resurrected body is going to give you dominion in every one of them because you're going to have the body, <coughs> the resurrected body, the glorified body that's going to empower you to walk in dominion there. But right now, this is the way that we live our life and this is how we hear the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense to you? I, I hope it does. And and I just I just pray that you will, those of you that are struggling uh, with direction, uh, that you will take a few moments and 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 listen to your heart. Just get quiet. 
You don't even, you don't even have to put on music. Just get quiet and just just go and just just don't listen. Don't listen out of here. Somehow, it's it's deeper in me than that. It's it's not a fleeting thought. It's deeper, and I'm I'm listening. I'm not listening to what I'm just thinking. I'm listening to something deeper inside me. And that's how God wants to lead you. And he'll show you what to go, where not to go. And sometimes if I, if, if I want to do something, if I'm praying about something, I'll listen to the Holy Spirit. And if the Lord doesn't give me a word, then I'm a, I'm a steward. I'm a steward over my time, my talent, my energy. What I'll do is I'll make the decision to go do something. Once I make the decision, then I take that decision back to the Lord and say, now, Lord, here's where I'm going. I'm going to do this. I've made the decision to do this, and I need your direction. Do you want me to do this or not? And then I listen for peace. See, you're, you're a steward, and God, God, God doesn't want you as a puppet. God wants you to be someone who can handle the responsibilities that he's placed within your hand. You're going to stand in judgment for that. But I, I try never to make a decision. Now, if the Lord doesn't speak anything to me, then I'm going to do what I feel is right. But I never go forward without first saying, Lord, shall I pursue? And if the Lord doesn't speak to me, which sometimes he doesn't, sometimes doesn't say a word, what I do is I just make the decision, all right, here's where I'm going, baby. I'm going this direction and uh, I'm expecting God's blessings to be on me. I hope this I hope this helps you today. I went a little longer today than I'd anticipated, but uh, I, I want you to know how valuable this is for you to to know how to be led to be led from the inside rather than led from the outside. Okay, a lot of people that's how they live their life by outside circumstances. God wants you to live your life and your decisions from the inside out, not the outside in, okay? Love you guys. I love you guys, and I'm thankful for you. I want you to know that I pray for you. I want you to know how much uh, you mean to me, and your friendship is, is a, a treasure to me. I want to say thank you for being my friend. Thank you. Thank you for your friendship. I'm asking that you will push like. I'm asking you to push share. And uh, I ask that you please push subscribe. Uh, that will be a blessing to me. All right, I'm out of here. I love you guys, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you, seeing you tomorrow. God bless you.